ATV Talk, the podcast. Sit down with your host industry professional, Leonard Duncan, as men and women from the ATV world bring their behind-the-scenes stories to life. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And remember, dream big. It could be your story one day. GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Green Ball Corp, has been producing industry-leading tires for ATV side-by-side market for over 25 years with tires like Mongrel, Dirt Devil, TerraMaster, XC Master, Dirt Commander, and Groundbuster. They have a tire for your application. Top racers from GNCC, Works, and Best in the Desert rely on GBC Power Sports Tires. So why shouldn't you? Go check them out at gbctires.com to see the full line of tires they offer. Thank you very much. Hey, everybody. We got a special treat for you today. We have Mr. 10,000 himself, Bryce Ford. Bryce, welcome to ATV Talk, man. Thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. That win at the Invitational, wow. Did you see that coming? <laughs> Leonard, thank you for having me on. Um, it's a pleasure. Uh, but going to the Wavos thing, I really didn't know what to expect. I got a call from Wes Miller like a month, a month and a half before. And he's like, do you want to do a $10,000 race? And I said, yes, I would love to. Didn't really think too much about it. Um, and then two weeks before, I was like, yeah, that $10,000 race is coming up. I see Joel's riding um, and people are starting to ride again. And I was like, they're riding some rough tracks and all that. But I was just, I just rode my regular motocross track and um, rode three days and then got the quad ready and went out there. And, you know, it was insane. I don't want to get into all that yet, but yeah, it was crazy. I did not expect that at all. Well, I was text messaging you about the race soon as I found out about it because I wanted you there. And I was, I was telling Wes, Hey, you need to get this guy out there, you know? And, uh, because I have a relationship and I'd seen how you've been riding and I just knew that, you know, you were going to do good. You know, uh, I didn't, I didn't know how the outcome was going to go. I was kind of thinking if they made it rough enough that it would it would give Bo an advantage. Um, unfortunately, he had two motorcycle races at the works event super early in the morning on Saturday. So he didn't even, he, I don't even know if he could have uh, given it 110, even if the events didn't get split. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I didn't know that, but it was, it was still crazy with the people that were there like racing with John Natale. Uh, that's someone I got to grow up around and just see him race as a pro. And um, knowing that he hasn't rode in such a long time and on a Yamaha, that's what we offered him. And he went and rode really well. Um, he made it almost to the, the, he made it to the quarterfinal, but yeah, he almost made it to the final. Um, just got knocked out by Walker Fowler. But it was, and, and obviously Joel was there, who's insane, and, and a bunch of good GNCC racers. So there were still great people, but it sucked that it wasn't as big as it was, like you were saying. Yeah, but it was still big. It was still good, you know. I mean, 
the way they they laid those tires out in the uneven lane, you couldn't uh, you couldn't put your money on which lane was going to be faster or which lane was going to have a mistake because riders had mistakes in both lanes. Yeah, no, I agree with you for sure. And that's what I messed up in qualifying. I felt like the right lane was a little bit slower. But if if you guys saw the videos, there were videos out there of me in the practice on the left side. I got going and then I got past the hard part and I got excited and I hit that little tire and just flipped over the front. So it was definitely crazy because you're both starting side by side and you have that adrenaline of like, go, go, go. But you also got to be very like calculated and, and you know, know what you're going to do um, because you lose some ground on the right side. But I thought the track and the, everything was really cool. Like I, like I said, and have said, I've never seen that on a motocross track and um, to go there and see, you know, tractor tires or off-road tires that I've never seen that big before. And, and to see a telephone pole laid out across the track, like that was, that was crazy. And then knowing that, you know, there's GNCC guys here, there's, there's really good MX guys, there's legends. I was like, it, I did not have my work cut out for me. And those guys were really fast and it was like you like the event was still really good the the competition was great well there were five different disciplines there you had motocross tt woods or cross country works which is off-road and a desert guy you know he races off-road and desert uh but so you so you had all those different disciplines and everybody had a different idea in practice, did you notice who the only person was that got over the tire? I think it was Walker Fowler. No, it was John Natale. John Natale. You know, in practice, before they uh, made the modification to the front of the tires, John was the only one getting over. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. John's like, John, just like growing up with them and just like, watching him go to the race like that dude if if you could pick anyone to do anything i'm picking john natale like and i'm gonna tell you right now he hasn't rode and i like i said in a long time i'm sure but for him to have the you know the confidence and to be able to go over that i was like wow like i'm over here leonard shaking like a leaf and i was still <laughs> shaking at the end of the night if you saw me a couple times in the in the races i froze up because i was like oh god oh god and then I was like, you got to go for it. But yeah, John, yeah, John is crazy. And that's like, now that you say that, that's like believable for sure. But it's sounds like John. <laughs> well, I was told that he went and rode um, five days before the event. Uh, or like Saturday before the event, he went and rode. Um, I don't even know what he rode. I just know that he went and rode somewhere in Pennsylvania and then was all good to go. And um, Casey had asked him if he had ever ridden a YFC 450R. And he said, no, it's all right. It's all good. Yeah, no, that's the thing. And I'm sure when he first jumped on that quad that first day, he did 15-minute moto, no problem. And that was just like him getting started. But no, that's what I'm saying. It's it's super crazy that he even got like 
I think if it was positions, he might have got like fourth, fourth or fifth. Like that's just crazy. He got uh, fourth in qualifying. Like the dude's insane, <laughs> and that's like someone I try to like, you know, is a role model for me, and I try to replicate, you know, that mentality. But it's just, you know, no one's ever the same. That guy, he's still in great physical condition, um, and. When I interviewed him after the event, the first thing he said to me is, I'm coming back. And I was like, great. You know, <laughs> this is not going to make some of these kids happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's true for sure. But like, I just hope if he comes back, you know, he trains and just takes it serious because like. Yeah, you just I just are you, yeah. are you, are you sure you want that? I want that. <laughs> That's I would no, it's not even that like if I beat him or whatever, but even if I lost to him, it's it's like playing football with Tom Brady. Like if I get that opportunity to race with John, like I'd be smiling if the dude had the red number plate and I was in second. Or, you know, if he beat me, you know, last last lap of the race or if i beat him i'd be you know happy as well but to be able to be out there with john it would be something for me that would be really crazy because when i was on 50 cvts i wanted john to tally track walk and then it went from me being on a 50 to him being you know winning a pro title and then to be on the track with him that would be like that would be crazy <laughs> well you didn't go head to head with him in that event but you were you were definitely in the same event with him and you know at, at the same starting gate and even rode one of your bikes no that's what's crazy about it and it sort of sucks now that it's over like i would have just loved to be out there with john like even in practice we didn't even get to go against each other at all but it was super cool to see that he rode my bike and he beat me in my on my bike the first eight laps he ever rode the thing and i've been riding it for two and a half years now and i'm like <laughs> god you know and it's like like he says he's gonna race and that's like exciting for me because uh you know he might ride down here sometimes you know i don't know what it could bring for me so i just yeah that would be amazing if john came back to be able to be on the track with him that would be crazy i'm sure that if he would come and practice at your facility i'm sure that there's lessons that could be learned from a guy that's that's been racing ATVs that long and he's really really tuned in. No, for sure I agree with you 100%. That that would be a a, a definite feather in your cap and a, and a, a an added bonus to your package that uh I don't think that everybody's prepared for. No, I agree with you but I I just think yeah that would be insane but for me I just I got to be better. I got to be more mature. Like at Loretta's, I felt great. And this is getting into something different, but like, I didn't make any mistakes at Loretta's and, and I pulled good starts and, you know, I did my own thing, but that's just like, I, there was so many brain farts I had this year and being like working with John, like you're saying would be great because I feel like he keeps the mood. So light. like at the Vegas race, he was telling me what to do. And I'm like, John, you haven't rode forever. You know, you'd think I would give him some advice, but I didn't have much advice to give him. Like he was nailing it all. So 
to be able to ride with him would be crazy for me. You know, I think like you're saying, it would really benefit me and, and it would be cool to like, I'm telling you to race with him. You know, he's got a diverse set of skills though. He's done quite a bit of different things where he's ridden works races and, and, and had to ride obstacles. So he he had done probably nothing that probably aggressive before, but he's ridden all different types of environments. So I think that him coming to your aid and helping you and giving you some tech tips, that's just a bonus. I mean, the guy, um, you no, know, I, I agree with you. I met I agree with you. in 1991 at Loretta Lynn's after the finals were over and he was standing in the middle of this uh, grass area um, and people were loading up and getting ready to go. And he's telling everybody, I want to race more. This is the, we need to keep going. We need to race more. We need to do this. We need to, you know, he was just all fired up and races are all over. John, you wanted, you want a championship. You get to go home, uh, you know, and, uh, and relax. I had think he won an open class title at, at that year. I'm not sure I would have to go back and, and check it out, but he was, that's, that's crazy. That's like John Natale still to this day. And, and like, even when I was around him, he was still that way. <laughs> uh, extremely fierce competitor, you know, and uh, you, you know how good of a competitor where he was, because when you talk to the guys that he raced against and they knew that he was there, they respected him. And, and to a point, they may have feared him a little. Yeah, when you talk about old racers, John Natale's brought up every time because <laughs> he left his mark, and, and that's like, yeah. Yeah, we got to go do the, uh, oh, what what did they call those things? The uh, Great Outdoor Games in Florida? Yeah. Yeah, he was just on fire there. That that year, he could do no, he could do no wrong. He won everything. It, it, it was and horrible and he was freaking just killing it you know on a sunday cruise out front that's awesome yeah it was <clears throat> it was pretty great you know so you didn't do any extra preparation for the race <clears throat> no um just i was honestly running regular tires on a really muddy track at my house didn't prep it but then at the race or the the Wavos reunion we showed up and Casey Greek showed up and to go over the tires better. They were like, we should probably put on mud tires. And I was like, Oh, that sucks. Like as a motocross racer, mud tires are never a preference, but, um, it worked out. Um, so yeah, no, no extra preparation, just riding motocross, honestly, more of an arena cross style track. And that was it. If, if you got another invitation to go do an event like that, would you do it? 100%. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. You're a gamer, man. You you want to go race everything. I want to change the topic a little bit because you've had a pretty amazing year, especially this last half. Yeah. Check uh, it's, public. Been, it's been really good for me. Like, like I was talking about a minute ago, the end of the motocross season, um, the national series was great. Uh, ending Loretta's with a 3-3. And then um, 
knowing the next goal I have in mind is is to win for the U.S. and and do what we need to do to win over in the Czech Republic. Um, and knowing, you know, that I got selected after Loretta's, I was going to have to ride and do the same stuff that I was doing. And, and that's what I honestly did. Um, and just keeping in touch with everyone. I went over there my first time ever. Uh, it's a 12 hour time change. If you know me, I'm super active. So when I get off that flight, you know, it's, it's a little bit different, but, uh, I just had a great group of people around me and, um, I go to the track, the test track, the whole track's muddy. The only thing we can do is, is start in a little downhill and some turns. Um, so that's what we do. I didn't really get great starts there. I was honestly a little bit nervous. We went to the track that we were racing the nation's race at the bikes passed sound. We did, you know, the opening ceremonies, um, <clears throat> then just was focused after that, talk to the riders where we're going to start and all that. Um, and on Saturday when I had to qualify, <laughs> I got chose back row, uh, seven, 16 out of 17, something back row. Um, there's a really good, there's a bunch of really good riders and they're in the front row. Uh, they pull a really good start. I got probably fifth on the whole shot and, uh, made my way up to second was catching Belgium, Randy. I'm not sure how to say his last name. And, I uh, blew a berm and I, uh, honestly, I almost threw up in my helmet when I blew that berm because I was so stuck and I was like, no, 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 no. Like I've had those, those little moments this year where everything's gone south. Um, and, and somehow I got unstuck on the berm. I was rocking the bike. I wasn't really holding it wide open. Um, and I got out, I ended up going to fourth and then I passed back to second, um, and losing to Randy Saturday, which was a qualifying, but they only take two races from the qualifying and all three of us race. So I got second that day, Joel and Chad went one, one. Um, and then going into Sunday after knowing that I raced the fastest heat, I was pretty confident that as long as I did what I needed to do and, you know, rode a hundred percent the whole time, everything would come to me. And Sunday I started behind Chad because it started to rain and he needed the clean bike because he was the following race. So he gets a good start. I'm right on him. Randy's in between us. Uh, I end up coming out of that, let's say, fourth. And I'm just riding my own race. Randy was quite a ways ahead, and I was like, oh, Chad's gone. Um, next thing I know, I'm right on Randy, which is second place about six minutes later, um, and I pass him. And I couldn't see anything. I was so hyper-focused on the race. Everything, you know, was just, like, crazy. Everything was different there. Way more energy. You could hear chainsaws on the side of the track. So my adrenaline's pumping. Um, and I literally just ride ride my race, keep the gap with me and Randy. Even I'm like, I'm going to be smart, you know, not do anything stupid. Uh, Chad's gone. We're going to go one, two in this. And um, I get off the track and they're like, point me. They don't speak our language. So they're pointing me a direction. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, maybe Chad's at the podium. They keep pointing me. I show up at the podium, and I'm the only one there. 
Um, I don't know where Chad is. Harv runs over and says, you won. And um, honestly, getting that feeling of winning a race that I had no idea I was leading or won for our team and, and really, you know, helped us out and came through. Uh, that was, that was special for me and, and doing that for the U S like that's, that's our Olympics. So it, it really means a lot. Um, just performing well, it was, it was special. Some tears came to my eyes, um, but that is what it is. And then the second moto, Joel and Chad did their thing. Um, and then the third moto, I got to start out front, pulled a nice start. I was riding a, you know, a good pace, uh, was in the lead. Joel passed me. Um, and then there was a hard, big hole at the bottom of that steep hill. And I guess it was cement thinking about it. And our, our right rear tire hit it. And it ended up popping it. Um, and, and at the end of that moto, I was like, I didn't know this in the race, but I was like trying super hard on like traction spots and, and slipping a little bit. Um, and that Randy guy actually passed me in the third race when I was leading at one time and, and I made a little block pass and ended up staying in front of him. Um, and, and pretty much having to push both, both motos the whole time. Um, 30 minutes was, was special. And then, you know, we're the last moto, all the stress is on us and we end up pulling through and winning the gold, uh, 20 years old and not even imagining going there. It's, it was special. And then, you know, having this Wavos race was just great for me. I didn't really expect much in going in there and, and winning uh, 10 grand. Um, I've never had that experience or opportunity to even race a, a one-off race for 10 grand. So that was really special to me, um, you know, and just that's how my years went. And my brother got married last weekend and I was in the wedding. That was amazing. Um, so it's been a great year for me and, and this is good because I need to keep that momentum going because last year I pretty much started from nothing and, and built back up. You know, I was, I was talking to you earlier in the year and we were talking about confidence and we had, we had some pretty good conversations about the things, you know, your, the mental state and, and what it was going to take to achieve these things and some of the guys that you had to race against. And as I watched you all year, I just seen nothing but improvement. Yeah, no, that's, that's what I've, I've felt like from the start of the year, I came in really hot and then like Briar Cliff, I got hit in the hand with, with a rock or something and then ended up giving my bike a ton of gas and falling off the back and, and really putting myself in a hole. I had a little points gap there and then going to pleasure Valley and, and blowing up one moto and, and running into a flagpole the next, like I just, you know, really hit low. And then I was like, I'm going to keep working, keep consistent. And then Loretta's, it was like my, my peak race for the end of the year, you know, the best I've done in three or four rounds. So to end that like that, and then just go to the nation's race and then Wavos, it's like, I'm in a pretty good spot right now um, to be excited for what's to come and, and just keep working. Don't really, you know, plan on getting back down that low and that big of a hole. Just like keep building on what we have going here. Is your brother going to keep racing? I hope so. I mean, he, I think he plans on, I, I, from what I know, he is racing. I've never heard that he's not racing. 
Yeah, that's. I got to spend a little bit of time with him uh, during the bouncing around, talking to different people. Um, he was a chatterbox because the first time I I spoke with him in Briarcliff, he was really quiet. But there, he was a chatterbox, man. He just kept talking and talking and talking. Yeah, no. If if you know my brother, like he loves to talk. I'm. I like to talk, but I just like I'm. Like I put so much work in at the races, I feel like I go there to be a little bit more, um, just like, just like try to be nice, but try to also like not really mess up or, or get off track of what we're here for. Right, right. When you um, you said that you're always having a lot of energy, and when you got off the plane, were you tired at all? Did did you feel jet lag? Um. Yeah, pretty much to answer that question, I didn't feel a ton of jet lag, but I definitely felt like being on a plane for 12 hours. Um, like my body, I had hip surgery when I was 15 and, and I feel like I have some circulation problems in my legs, but like I felt some fatigue for sure. And and like those first couple nights trying to go to bed, it was it was tough. But um we planned that out sort of my cousin was getting married the week before, but um, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to make it, but I sort of was like, you know, I'll go to that. It was in Italy so I could get used to the time change. So I was there a week early and I felt like by the race, I was perfect. So that was, I felt, you know, really good for me, but I did feel some jet lag. And, and I know uh, Joel came in a little bit, you know, right before the race. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. Cause I felt some fatigue for sure. Did you train at all? when you were in Italy for the wedding or, I mean, I know you probably couldn't ride, but did you, did you get any, any cycling or anything like that? Um, in Italy? No. Um, but I, I feel like for me, um, like a week, I don't really notice a ton of, ton of loss. Um, if I just like stay active, I would run uh, a little bit and stuff and, yeah, things like that. I didn't work out there, but when I got to Prague, you know, I did a couple things, a couple like body weight workouts. But um, no, I didn't train. That it was probably a good thing, so that you could rest. You had a long, we had a long season, and it was a fast, hard season. So you you probably had some fatigue in your body uh, at that point. Yeah, no, I yeah, and I don't disagree with you, but when I got there you know, at the race, I had so much adrenaline and everything. Like I could have came off the couch for half a year. And like, I'm telling you, I didn't get tired in that 30 minutes at all. Like I was so focused. I, I'm like one of the biggest guys who notices photographers on the side of the track and everything. But like when I was there, Leonard, like I didn't pull tear offs in the, uh, the first race because I thought I ran out. I missed it once and I didn't ever take my hands off the bars again. Like I was over there and I was, I was concentrated on what was going on. So yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. For me, it was yeah, crazy. That, that That's awesome. I really enjoy seeing how exciting you, how excited you get um, with the team USA deal. And then when you were standing on the stage after you won the race and I could just see the excitement and 
like almost awe in it that the realization that you had won was really sinking in. You were the guy on the stage. You were standing next to a seven-time national works, uh, you know, cross-country champion that you beat to 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 get that ten thousand dollars. And uh, I don't know what happened to Joel. I think that uh, he was a little banged up, but I'm not sure why he didn't come out. You know, I haven't got to talk. Yeah, to I don't, I don't know about that either. But talking about that second-to-last race for me, racing Walker Fowler. Like, I watched him go over the tires all day, and he seemed to, like, know what he was doing. I don't know if that's in GNCC or not, um, but he definitely had a lot of bike control. Once I made it through him, I was like, <laughs> there's not a ton you can lose. You know, it's Joel Hetrick. It's, it's <laughs> the fastest guy on an ATV. Like, I'm either going to lose or, you know, I'm going to get embarrassed. Like, I'm going to get smoked. So I was like, it is what it is. Just go as hard as you can. Um, and see what happens. And I honestly blacked out on the first, on the right side that I started on. I just ran straight into the logs and my bike ended up bouncing over and I was really slow, but then coming back through, if you watch me for the second lap on the left side, like I get over that first log and I'm like, it is what it is. And I, I pick up the front wheels and send it in almost endo and then get out of the endo somehow and almost loop out. And then once I recover from that, I don't hear any noise. I, don't, I only hear my bike. And I'm like, oh God, you know, what am I like so shook? I don't know what's going on. So I, I like look back and I don't see anything. And I'm like, he can't be that far ahead of me. And I'm like, holy crap. He broke because everyone was like standing on the track. And I'm like, Oh, oh my God, you know, like I might do this. And next thing I know, my, my, uh, heat light comes on and my radiator had a hole in it all day. Uh, we just didn't know that we knew it, but we couldn't change it in time. Cause you know how it went, it went pretty quick. Um, yeah, I was like, no, this is not going to happen. Like I'm not going to blow up, but I ended up making it through that lap and, and just, being on the podium and, and getting to celebrate. Um, yeah, that was crazy. Getting like $10,000 put in your hand from a race. Um, that was, that was crazy. Cause like on a, on a national weekend from the series, like the check might be, you know, a grand or, or even for the winner, you know, two twenty five hundred. Like I got one race, 10 grand. Like that was, that was crazy for me. I haven't even won the 2,500, but I just went and won 10 grand. So yeah, it was, it was unreal, but, but something that happened earlier that day is, is I woke up and, and uh, we had to be at the track at like 4 PM. So we woke up, we were standing in the breakfast line down at the hotel and uh, we stayed in Vegas. So I was with this and I was like, let's go play these slots that I play at this, uh, casino in Oklahoma and we went and played it she was sitting there I was like put in a hundred we got all the way down to 30 bucks and we hit a two thousand dollar jackpot um so from the start of the day it felt like a good day um and I showed up to the track and and it worked out so I walked out of Vegas with like 14 grand so if we ever have another race or if there's another money race you best bet I'll be in, in Vegas <laughs> what are you gonna do if it's not in Vegas I'll be deaf. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll try to make out on what the purse is, but that extra little <laughs> bonus was, 
definitely a little bit nice. Oh, that's that's awesome. So I didn't see your mom all day. <clears throat> and uh, at the end, when you were I I walked up with my son Danny and we were gonna we were gonna interview you and you were taking pictures with everybody and you actually just grabbed me and jumped me in there and took a picture with me, which was, was, I really, really appreciated that. I hope that I can get a copy of that. Uh, that's like, that's like the thing, like Leonard is when I win, like, it's just, you know, I, I feel amazing. And like everyone that, you know, like what you do for our sport and like, just like trying to make it grow and, and trying to get exposure. Like that's what is, is awesome about it. It's not, necessarily always the racing it's it's what like people like you and and the things like that that mean a lot to me like to have that race even put on by the west miller and like to have you there you were live streaming it you gave me an interview like that's that's what's special to me not necessarily the racing part which the tinger and was awesome but to be there with all those people like you know i've been to a lot of racetracks in the years and, and just the people are, are what's the exciting part not to get off track and not to change the subject, but how was the crowd for you? Because that was the first time I'm sure that you raced a race where the crowd was that big in the Czech Republic. <laughs> That's honestly crazy that you bring that up because the people over there were insane. Were, were crazy. Not, not in a bad way at all. Everyone you know, there were some people who were like, the U.S. is is here to win. And like, we, we wanted to win. But majority of the people are so excited. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Bryce Ford. And I'm like, like, oh, God, you know, can I get a picture with you? Asking the people for a picture with them, you know, and to see like, they're like, can I get a picture with you, please, please, you know. And then after I come off the track, they want me to take apart my whole bike and they just want to, you know, even a, you know, a little cut of my cloth off my shirt. Like these people were insane. You know, I'm telling you, chainsaws out there. Like I was like smoke bombs. It was Leonard. This was crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like this whole experience and like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Like if I ever get the chance to go again, you best bet. If you hear that rumor, Bryce has already said yes. <laughs> like the people there were crazy. Like they were like, I was just like, this is insane, you know? And like, yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't going to get tired. I, I was, it was, that brought me so much energy. And I was, I was honestly mind blown that I wasn't tired at 30 minutes. And it's like, I need to cheer up in the U.S. and, and rip like that. Yeah, you do. Like, I need to turn the the, the other talk into, into positive stuff like over there and, and go do something with it. Um, but it was it was crazy. And that's something that, like, for me was insane. Like, my hand, I haven't been in school in a minute, but my hand was sore from signing stuff. And, yeah, it was it was amazing. If if I could bring everyone over there to, you know, see that and experience that, I would love to. Well, I already told Mark, you know, because, you you know, I've been a, a race mechanic for a number of years and I've I, I've done my thing in, in motocross and off road and desert and 
and I've got to travel the world. I've been to Dakar. Um, but doing something like that, um, I mean, I was the first year that we won, that the Americans won Pendezvous, I was there. I mean, I was I was one of the guys working on the machines and and that was just an unreal experience. But to get to go do that, oh man, I told I already told Mark, Mark, you need a guy? Dude, I'll I'll wash tires, I'll freaking scrub easy ups, I'll do whatever it takes. It, it, you know, if I could be one of the guys to go. And he just looked at me and smiled. Uh, it, it may never happen for me, but gosh, I I think I'd be just as excited as you are to go and experience that. No. And and that's like, that's the, that's the way I was with it is like, I was never sure if I would get the opportunity to go and all of a sudden it came about. And I was like, you know, I went over there and I was focused on racing, but I was also like, you know, Casey flew over there and helped uh, be my mechanic. And, and I was just stoked to be there, whatever they needed help with. I promise. Like if they needed to, you know, groove the, the pressure washer tires, I was doing it like whatever they needed over there. Like it was, it was insane. Like the setup they have over there. I was like, wow, like this is really legit. And to be under that setup, it was like mind blowing the amount of people that come together and, and, you know, the brains that are under that tent and like everything's, you know, thought out and, you know, done professionally. It's like, it's crazy. And then to see the fans just like, yeah, and like, just, just want to like high five you while you're driving by them like crazy. You know, it felt like a true, true athlete and someone who takes this, you know, serious every day of their life. I was like, this is really cool. That's so awesome. I, I'm, like, I'm excited. I'm all excited about it. I got up at one thirty in the morning so that I could watch it. And I missed half of that first race. I came in, they announced, you know, Chad's leading and you were in third at that moment. And then um, they said that you had went into second and then Chad had broke and there, you know, the announcers were, you know, going off the charts about it. And um, you were in the lead and I was ear to ear grin you know, thinking Bryce needs this. This is so awesome. And, and the, the, I I was just going, I, okay, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm just going to say it, take this haters, boom, you know, and, um, uh, I'm sorry, anybody want to get mad at me, go ahead and get mad at me. It's, it's, I think that we should support everybody and be happy for everybody that gets the opportunity to, to do things like this. And um, there shouldn't be any negative. We need, we need all the positive we can get in our industry. You know, Yeah, I think that in general, like people just like want to come together for that race or whatever, but people are, are way harder and like, don't even know half this stuff. Like, and they're, they're saying it, you know, but it is what it is, like like you're saying, that experience and being over there. And if you, you can ever go over there, anyone listening to this can go. Like I would I would really try to get there. And I hear that, you know, the track they're having it might be in Italy, the same one they went to a couple of years ago. And uh that's one that my brother went to to watch and he said it was crazy. You know, it was an awesome track. So even if, you know, I'm I don't know what the gig is with next year. 
Um, but if I don't get selected, I would do anything they needed and, and I'll do whatever I can. You know, I might take some of that $10,000 check and, and get a plane ticket over there. Um, but I just, it, it was awesome. Just being over there, you know, being a fan of the sport and just everything. I was like, this is crazy. And being able to race it this year was like insane to, you know, really push me through the year uh, with those those experiences and everything that's that's what that's what makes it all worth it you know the enthusiasm that you have right now the excitement that that you're that you're giving off this is what i want everybody to experience in the atv world because it's the the sport is just so awesome and so much fun yeah no i i agree with you and and um yeah i'm just really you know, stoked on how this year went, ended out for me and just excited to see what, what Daytona has and and just to push through the full year. So let me ask you this. The young man that's watching Bryce Ford's career and he's coming up through the ranks. What would you say to that young man who's dreaming the same dreams that you are? I would honestly say, like, you know, if if your heart and you really want to race and you enjoy it, keep pushing. Just because anyone else, you know, anyone doesn't believe in you, don't listen to them. Um, you know, and and just keep working at it. And I feel like hard work, anything can happen, and and it'll pay off. And that's sort of what I live by, like always do the right thing and, and put in the work when the others aren't and it'll all come. And um, that's something that I feel like really helped me when I started, you know, from nothing when I got hurt. Uh, I just pretty much, you know, I'm way behind everyone. I'm going to keep pushing and, you know, let this satisfy me and um, just improve myself. So never give up. Um, I've accomplished everything that I've ever you know, dreamed of or imagined, and and I'm still going. Um, at 20 years old, to to be able to you know have accomplished these things, I would have never thought of that. So, just keep pushing. Anyone can be you know better than where I am at now uh, if you just believe in yourself and and push. That's pretty awesome stuff, right there, young man. As always, I want to thank you so much for sitting down and some taking some time with me. Um, it, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and and the enthusiasm. Just uh, I don't think I'm going to sleep tonight because I'm I'm all jacked up now and, and all uh, stoked about it. So uh, I would like to um, invite you to go and watch the episode that we dropped today on ATV talk. Um, I know everybody that's listening to this right now. It's, it's part one of the invitational race. Part two will be, uh, next week. Um, this will come out obviously after that. Um, but Bryce, you should go listen to that or watch that or Friday. You'll be able to watch it on, uh, Next Friday, you'll be able to watch part two. Um, uh, 
yes, we got the footage of you going over the bars. Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> that was my. Uh, that's that is hilarious because like even the video isn't as funny as it was. Like I turned around and I was I was so embarrassed and I was just like you know like and the everyone loved it. Everyone loved it, but I was just yeah I was in embarrassed is all get out because <laughs> at the start of the day john's like i'm gonna wreck i'm gonna i would be the one guy and in the back of my head i'm like you know um i'm liable to be the guy but it's good we're not gonna say anything and then i do it and i was just like god dang it but my handlebar was so far down in that tire i struggled to get my bike out but it, it was amazing and and i hope that video you know makes everyone laugh because i was embarrassed in the moment but looking back at it now it it sure is funny and it you know hey one wreck you know it might have been like that's the one to keep you off the ground and i won 10 grand from it so i'm not complaining there you go brother the team here at atv talk would love your feedback please email us at hello at atvtalkpodcast.com san diego's body evolution and wellness center with over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. Duncan Technologies International. More than 33 years in the industries building racing programs and ATVs around the world. We build winners. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, don't forget to rate us on all the available platforms and share us with your loved ones. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook for more ATV Talk News. See you next time.